You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Wake Up with Patty Catter. Where each week, Patty will interview guests that will motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. And of course, I'm your host, Patty Catter. Um, today, I have Eric Allen on the show. And I'm really excited about that, you guys. I hope he doesn't like kick our butts because he is with <laughs> Top Rated MMA yeah. and also The Bearded Biz Show. Yes. Um, so, Eric, I would love it if you could kind of tell our listeners a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, kind of how you grew up, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story. First of all, thank you so much for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Eastern Washington. I now live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, but uh, Eastern Washington grew up with uh, you know Sunday school, a typical life. Uh, parents got divorced when I was 11 years old and um, found out at that time that my dad was an alcoholic. So he's very quiet uh, as, a, as an alcoholic and you know, never abused my mom or anything like that. And um, really was a, a guy that I looked up to and, and still do uh, in some areas. But um, my mom got together with another man uh, very quickly after, and he was extremely abusive. He was a, an alcoholic and I, I lost track of the number of times that I, the police had to come to my house because he was beating my mom so badly. Um, so I witnessed that a lot in the ages of 12. And then they moved me and my sister, who was uh, four years younger than me. And then I have a younger brother. They had a baby together, my mom and this, this other guy, and moved us to Montana and um, up to Stevensville. And the abuse continued. And I remember at one point, kind of the breaking point for me, I was, I was 13 years old, brushing my teeth. Uh, at night, it was about midnight. My sister was at a friend's house. So they came home arguing and, and didn't really think anything about it. And, uh, but something in my heart was like, dude, you got to look around this corner. So the way it was set up was if I'm in the bathroom, brush my teeth, if I turn around and look down the hall, it goes to the kitchen, the pantry, then the garage. And then actually my room was in the garage. They didn't have a room for me in the house. So they actually put a bed in the garage and that's where I slept during the winter of Montana. Oh, it was very crazy. Um, but as I look down the hall, I see my mom's boyfriend and he's literally on top of her, just ground and pound, punching mm-hmm. her over and over to the face. And um, I had to think, how do I get this guy off my mom? And the first thing that came to my mind was, was grab this frying pan. So I came up behind him and I had those cast iron, heavy duty camping oh, ones. Mm-hmm. And I swung as hard as I could. I hit him in the back of the head and I split his head open. Mm-hmm. Um, he, unfortunately, he did not get knocked out. He turned around. He was kind of mid-sentence saying, what the F? And as he said that, I took another swing and split his forehead open, uh, still not knocking him out somehow. Um, but he stood up. He was bleeding from his face. And I remember I'd fallen over from that at that moment. And my mom comes out of nowhere. She was bleeding. And she just lands like six punches in a row to his face. Blood's hitting the wall behind him. Mm-hmm. Police came, took him to the um, jail for the night. My mom, she never pressed charges. So it was kind of an interesting um, way to grow up. After that, I moved back to Washington to live with my dad who rented a house for him and I, and he put 20 bucks in a cup, uh, for my sophomore through senior year. And that was my lunch money. Mm -hmm. And then he would fill the freezer with hunger man meals and put cereal and milk in the fridge. And then he would go and stay with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So there'd be times where I wouldn't see my dad for a month or two. It was just me kind of living on my own and it turned into the party house and I got heavily into drugs in high school and yeah, it just was a crazy life for a while. So, you know, when I hear um, people's stories like you, it amazes me at how strong they become later in life. And some of the stories that I hear on here are so amazing because some people have like the perfect princess or prince childhood. (laughs) Um, And then you have people like you who are so 
Uh, you've been through so much at such a young age. Um, so I can assume right away why the MMA, I mean, you learn early on that you need to kind of fend for yourself and you need to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a fighter. I've trained in karate as a kid. I, I trained in a little bit of boxing in high school, but I, I'm a huge fan of, of the fight game. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at, in first grade, second grade, me and my cousin uh, in little tiny Prosser, Washington would walk like a mile to the, the video rental store, which I would never send my first and second graders a mile into town by themselves. But, you know, back then it was okay. And, yeah. and so we would go there and we would rent UFC one, two, and three, and we'd take it home and just watch these guys uh, fight. And so we've always been a fan. My my dad always introduced me to Bruce Lee and ninja movies. I think I was a ninja for Halloween for like 15 years straight. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, uh, so just always been a fight fan. It's It's been fun. Mm-hmm. So can you tell our listeners what is the top rated MMA for those who yeah. don't know? Yeah. So the top rate MMA show is really, it started with me just asking the question of, uh, you know, I started top rate MMA in 2012 as an apparel company and I've had excitement over the years up and down. And, um, we did fairly well at the beginning and there were some stages even at one point where I wanted to sell a business. I just wasn't excited, but, uh, then in January or about mid year 2017, I decided I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to ask fighters, why do they want to get into a cage and get punched in the face? You know, how did they get started in this thing? And, mm-hmm. and, um, had no idea what I was doing. I, the first four or five episodes, I wouldn't stare into the camera. I recorded almost the first hundred episodes from a walk-in <laughs> closet. You know, I mean, it was just uh, throwing whatever out there that I could see that would work and, and horrible editing. In fact, I didn't, I don't even think I edited the first 10 or 20 videos. Um, but uh, it, so that's what it is. We, I, I now talk with fighters all over the world, usually up and coming fighters. I like to ask mm-hmm. them why they want to get into fighting, you know, how they get into it, what's upcoming fights and things like that. And, um, Humbly, it's been considered the number one MMA podcast in the Northwest, and we just won an award from Fightbook MMA as the most listened podcast for 2019, so it's been a really, really cool Ooh, year. That's awesome. That's yeah. really awesome. So um, when you talk to these MMA fighters, is there one in particular that sticks out to you as the most interesting? Uh, yeah, fighters are always interesting, right? I mean, I think they all come from different stories where I've heard stories of like guys who are fighting because they can't get a job because they have, you know, they've been in federal prison several times or, you know, wow. felonies or anything like mm-hmm. that. And then there's the guys who just love it because they just love to, to fight. Uh, talking with Chris Lieben, um, who was a UFC fighter and now does bare knuckle boxing. His story is really cool because he, he battled through addictions and, and came out clean and sober and and now, you know, uh, kind of a legend in the UFC sport. He, he never won a title, but he was in the Ultimate Fighter season one. So that's kind of what he's known for. And um, I've also spoke to Ken Shamrock, who's a legend in the fight world in general and wrestling and early fighting. And he was a really just a great guy. Um, his story, again, coming through a lot of addictions and getting to where he's at now today. It's, it's been uh, really, really cool to see him grow. Mm-hmm. I remember as a little girl, my dad would watch boxing at nighttime yeah. and I would sit in there because if I watched boxing with him, I was able to stay up later. So I okay. want to <laughs> stay up past my bedtime. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I remember sitting there sometimes just covering my eyes, just like mm-hmm. wanting to peek, you know, because it was so intense and so, yeah. um, just exhilarating really. I mean, it's, um, crazy sport. And then um, later on, of course, MMA became a lot more popular um, as I became older. So my dad did like that too. So I grew up a little bit, you know, watching that stuff and kind of grew up a little tomboy, 
little girly kind of a good mix. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's what my daughter too. (laughs) I think it's good. It's balanced. So, um, now you have also the perfect beard. I mean, anybody who's watching the video can see this. It's just like perfect. So thank you so much. Yeah. So you have a, a show. Um, tell us a little bit about that, where the name came from and what is that about? Uh, it's called the bearded biz and, um, mainly I named it that. So I wouldn't ever have to shave my beard. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it was funny because I used to just grow my beard out once a month at, you know, when I first got married and not even for November or anything like that, it was just once a month, I'd grow it out for 30 days and shave it off. And my wife would fall back in love with me after the 30 days, you know, (laughs) and then, um, I did that for several years. And then when my daughter was like three, uh, I shaved it off and she said, oh my gosh, dad, you shave the beard. You got to grow back. And so I said, Oh, and I'm growing it out forever. <laughs> and, um, so then, yeah, that's kind of what started it. I just kept like, growing it out and I try to keep it as clean as I can. I, you know, I don't try to go to my waist or anything like that with it, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it started the show, uh, the bearded biz show. And it's really where I talk with like what I call entrepreneurs, world changers, and success minded people. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love talking to fighters, I really wanted to open it up to talk to anybody that was just doing successful things in life and, and making things happen. And so I've talked with everybody from a 14 year old kid in England that lives on a farm making 30 grand a year on eBay to Ed Milet worth $450 million. So it's really allowed me to talk with so many amazing people. So to be on that show, you don't have to have a beard because if you're 14 years old, I mean, I do know some boys that had a beard at 14. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. I do get asked that quite a bit. Is the beard required to be on your show? And uh, no, it's not. That's just, that's just for me. (laughs) So, I mean, you could interview a bearded woman. I could absolutely, you know. They had yeah. him in the circus back then. I, I would <laughs> I like to, that would be a really fun guest. I think it actually. would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I fit that criteria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, now do I remember this right? Were you ever in the military? Where did it, where's this flag from? Is it just patriotism? What, what's that about? Like, tell us, cause those um, watching the video, he has this amazing American flag behind him, which is super cool. Thank um, you so much. I want to know about that. Like, what, what's that about? Yeah. You know, um, my grandpa served. Uh, my grandpa was my hero growing up. It was my dad's dad. He, he was a, a soldier. And uh, my dad didn't serve. I was a, a big druggie in high school. And I got one call from a recruiter when I was 18 years old. And I remember kind of telling him off uh, that <laughs> I didn't want to ever join the, the military or anything like that because I was selfish. Um, I wanted to continue to do drugs and continue to do things that, that I shouldn't be doing to my body or anything like that. And um, I, at 18 years old, I got arrested. I, I, I had a bong in my hand and had to wear a black and white chain gang outfit on and bright wow. orange slippers. And, um, and you know, it just it's yeah. funny now um, you said a bong um, yeah. now most states. <laughs> You, you know, people smoke marijuana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, the times have changed so much. But back then, it was a really, really rebellious thing to do yep. is to smoke marijuana. I mean, like, that was a big, like, you know, you had all these commercials, like, say no to drugs. And right. that was yeah, a yeah. big one. I mean. Yeah, that um, was in 98. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ch- times have changed for sure. Uh, so anyways, I never served. I, I kicked myself every day for not joining that brotherhood. Um, it was probably in my early 20s after my, my wife that I really started to uh, realize and respect those that are giving their life every day, you know, fighting for our freedom every single day and, and really started to just say, look, however I can help these guys, you know, my wife and I, when we see soldiers around town, we always go up and we thank them. 
my kids, uh, they go up and they'll say, dad, there's a soldier or dad, there's a police officer or there's an EMT. Like we just go up and we say, thank you. We just love on those guys because they're out there doing their thing and they're, they're putting their lives on the line to protect us. And so whatever I can do to get back and, and just show patriotism for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. That's so amazing. Um, it, it's just awesome. <laughs> thank you. And we yeah. were blessed enough to be able to connect with an organization called Higher Heroes USA mm-hmm. uh, early on with Top Rated May in 2012. We actually been working with them since then, uh, but we actually donate 25% of all the profits made through toprated.com to that organization. Wow. That's a and, big um, chunk for, you we, know, for a business to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not my full-time gig, right? So if, it, um, but any money that we get, we like to get back. And what Higher Heroes does is they take uh, veterans and their families and they give them free job training and job placement once they're out of the service. And and I'm just a big believer in the business side of things. And that organization was started by Brian Stan, who was a UFC fighter. And um, so I just, we just want to always be able to give back. And so, yeah, we've been working with those guys since 2012. That is really, really nice. That's really amazing because you know, a lot of businesses, they'll say 10%, they'll donate. Um, so that's a, that's a big percentage. Yeah. Um, that's great. We like to give back. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, you were talking about all the hardships that you went through. Where was that turning point for you where you decided, okay, I need to clean myself up. I need to get on track and I need to get my life together. I was in my early 20s. I was managing a band. So I was going to a lot of concerts at the time out in Seattle, Washington. And then I was lucky enough to go work for Universal Records or Universal Music Group out there in Seattle. So I was going to many, many concerts a week and and started to live this rock star lifestyle without being a rock star. So I spent a lot of backstage time, a lot of open tabs. And uh, over a two year span, I probably went to about 150 concerts. And in between working at Universal Records, I was working at Starbucks at night, and I lived in this really ghetto apartment uh, because at 21 I filed bankruptcy. I was twenty thousand dollars in debt. Wow! And um, that's young and, for that. Yeah, and uh, so I just had this life of just like living a rock star, but inside, mm-hmm. and and I didn't have anything together. I mean, I was totally in debt and, and all this stuff. And uh, the turning point really happened when I was working at Starbucks at night. This girl came in and she said, "Hey, would you like to go to this church event? It's uh, really tailored towards college age kids and just a fun night to go play games." And you know, I was this lonely, depressed guy, and and I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll go check it out." And and so I went with her, and there was ended up being a lot of connections uh, to me personally from where I grew up in the other side of Washington and mm-hmm. uh, people that I knew. And I think that was a seed that that God planted in me. Mm-hmm. And so a couple months later, it was Easter morning. Uh, Easter weekend. And uh, the night before Easter, me and the band that I managed, we went out, did a show and partied it up. And I went back to my buddy's house and ended up passing out in his basement around like 15 other people that were passed out on the floor. And I woke up on Easter morning and I felt God say, you're done. And I heard this pastor say that God almost has us on these puppet strings where every time we sin, he cuts the string and he reties it and brings us a little bit closer to him. And I felt at that moment that God was calling me to, to quit everything. And in that moment, in that basement, I gave my life to Christ by myself and I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking, cigarettes, everything. And I called that girl up and I said, Hey, I just hope you have a great Easter. I got her voicemail and hopefully I'll see you at the store. And a couple months later, we're dating a year later, we're married. And this year we celebrate 15 years of being married. I was going to ask about that, but then I thought, what if they didn't end up getting married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yep. So we ended up getting married. We will celebrate 15 years 
uh, this year in 2020. And, you know, I think it's a total God thing that brought us together. My wife and I were on our honeymoon, actually, when you just had to have a birth certificate. And so we were mm-hmm. in line and I looked at it and I said, hey, what time are you born? And she said, well, 1.41 p.m. And I said, well, that's what time I'm born. So we were both born at the exact same minute, different years, different days, but the exact same minute on our birth certificate. That's crazy. <laughs> so I bet you that when she went into that Starbucks, she she knew she wanted you right then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And she doesn't even drink coffee, which is the cool thing. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. So um, where can people find you on social media, Eric? So we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, top-rated MMA. On Facebook, it's top-rated mixed martial arts, so it's spread out um, on that. Uh, the Bearded Biz is bearded.biz on Instagram, and then it's just Bearded Biz on Facebook. Uh, my personal is just Eric, uh, E-R-I-K-G, like George uh, Allen on Instagram and Twitter. And um, really, you know what, we're on all social media. We're on YouTube. We have a channel. So my shows are released out on all social media channels and then all audio formats. So iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, all of that as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for those listening, we're going to definitely have the um, link to his show in the show notes. We're going to have that on our social media and as well as on this video at the bottom of the screen, you'll be able to see um, Eric's links and all that stuff. So thank you, Eric, for joining us. Is there anything that you'd like to say to potential listeners who are like, hmm, I like MMA. Why should I listen to that show? Yeah. Come check us out. I'm always highlighting the up and comers. So, you know, I've talked to the big names, Ken Shamrock, Chris Levin, but I really highlight the up and comers. I've actually set a personal goal to talk to a male and female fighter from every state. And I've got about 25 states crossed off right now. So that's kind of a personal goal of mine. Uh, but I, I do release shows every Friday for Beard of Biz and every Saturday for the top rated MMA show. That is awesome. And those who are interested in being a guest on the Bearded Biz, you don't have to have a beard. That's correct. Yeah, no beard needed. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you, Eric, for being on the show. I look forward to um, sending everybody your way. And I just appreciate you taking time out to be on the show. And um, thank you to all of our listeners out there. And tune in every Friday. We begin launching shows at 5 a.m. on Friday. Um, So thank you all. Thank you so much. That was such a, a, a honor to be able to talk to you, Patty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Be sure to visit www.pattycatter.com for the latest articles, podcasts, and swag.